Up next on Inside Champ Car, Champ Car's Desert Dwellers. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Belansky. He is Bill Strong. How you doing, Mr. Strong? I'm doing good. What was my voice there, man? I don't know what yeah, happened there. What happened to you there? I don't know. I'm just right. trying to see if they can hear us on the internet. Well, I believe that they can. I hope okay. so. Are you listening to us? No. Oh, there we go. I, just, I got us. I just we see have the, like massive feedback any second now. I just see the there bu- we go. The yeah, man, moving. it's good. I, I I was able to uh, do some mowing and got my two properties done up and started cutting away trees and. I'm I'm due to hurt myself anytime soon, so today I went out and bought one of those big, uh, what do you call those saws that fit on the end of your your uh, weed eater. Nice, nice. So I'm going to see if I can do some damage tomorrow. Hopefully not to me. Of course, I'm going to do it when my wife is at work. Well, you, you know, but, you you have one of those really cool state healthcare systems and and pensions and all that, right? So you 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 go yeah. you, go hurt yourself. You got all the pl- plenty of good health insurance. Fifty minute ride to the hospital, though. So that's true. You do live in the middle Which of. Which means it's fifty minutes to come get me and fifty minutes to go back. So that golden hour stuff is kind of out well, the window. Yeah, don't 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 do too much. Just no, do, just do a little. little weather's damage. great here and wherever the heck I live, Virginia. It stopped raining in California. I saw that. So is it drought time already? I yeah, know. I think we're in the clear <laughs> at least for this year. Um, as long as they don't steal too much water from us from the Colorado River, we'll be yeah. fine. Um, yeah. Speaking so. of Colorado River, we were just in Daytona Beach, Florida yes. for the 14 hour of uh, Daytona. And there's a gentleman here, Sean Cassidy. I think he was an ex singer of some band. That was Sean Casey. The Hardy Boys. Oh, Sean Casey. Yeah. I have it written down right here. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Great, great. Absolutely. Fetterhund <laughs> Racing, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Fetterhund. Fetterhund, yes, because I was talking to uh, Frank um, on our board of directors, and he knows German, said <laughs> it was something about super dog or something dog. Uh, fat. fat. Fat dog, that was it, fat yes. dog. So he thought that was pretty funny. He made me spell it for him because there was many different pronunciations, I guess. So I think we create our own, I think. So this is where we start out with Brian yelling at me because I didn't start out with the first thing we're supposed to start out with. That's Back right. to you, Brian. Because and you and last week it was me who forgot to start <laughs> out with the thing we start out with. This is a thing with us, Sean. Um, we, well, I, I like to start the show with the same question every time. And then ev- inevitably one of us moves on real fast and forgets it. Usually it's Bill. Yeah. Occasionally it's it me. Yeah. Um, but last week it was me. So here's the question. And then we'll get to the, the, how, how you came up with the name of the, of the team after this. Uh, how did you get mixed up in this crazy sport that we all love? Well, I think it's just that I'm half crazy myself. So this is a natural fit. Um, no, I've always been a car guy. I grew up with Camaros and Firebirds and uh, kind of racing those and doing stupid stuff in those. And then um, I decided to move on and somehow ended up in a BMW. Not sure how the hell that happened. but <laughs> <laughs> well, It's better ending up in a Miata, isn't it? 
not sure I could fit in the Miata too well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you would be shocked. I have seen, I, I saw Boris Het, uh, Boris said climb out of a Miata once. And uh, <laughs> Boris is not a tiny guy. So, um, yeah, don't knock the Miata size-wise. You can knock the Miata for a lot of things, uh, but but not for not for big drivers inside. Um, so what was the first race you ever went to? Not not as a driver. What was your first, you know, what was the first thing you ever did? Uh, shoot, first race that I've ever been to, not yeah. as a driver. Yeah. It was probably just like local. Uh, I grew up in uh, El Cajon, uh, California. So there's a local uh, oval. There's a quarter mile oval or something like that. that Ascot. No, not uh, Ascot. Is it Ascot? No, El Cajon Speedway, wasn't it? Yeah, El Cajon Speedway. There you yes. go. It's, it's now a parking lot, I believe. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, midgets and sprint car races there. and uh, well, We're of, not allowed to call them that anymore. We have to call them little cars. So <laughs> the <laughs> – sorry. the um, <sighs> so, you're, so being from San Diego, I'm from Mira Mesa. Um, you grew up in El Cajon. You and Jimmy Johnson. Big, yeah, B- Jimmy Johnson from that area. Big racing community. And like you said, with the, um, uh, with the little circle track there um, – Every weekend, I'd hear the, you know, Sunday, 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 or, you know, whatever. And those commercials, and then we also had Ascot up in L.A., and then the... Um, Irwindale. Riverside, or... Yeah, or, well, Riverside was a big one. Um, Riverside was where everybody went to watch a racing. Um, I don't think you're that old. No, Riverside was before my time. Yeah, yeah, so darn it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Bill... You stepped right into that one. Yeah, I usually did. it's me flat out yeah. pointing out the fact that you're you were you know you and Mr. Ford were friends, but I, I but I had this funny feeling that as as his eyes glazed over, it's like oh shit, this guy was born in like '88 or something like that. So that means he was born about the time that the track shut down. So uh, you were born in '95, weren't you? <laughs> 82, 82. Okay, close enough. So you were alive when Riverside was there. I was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're good. <laughs> There's also a lot of desert stuff, right? Buggies oh, yeah. and all that was was big in El Cajon, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of desert stuff, off-road stuff. I don't know. I, I prefer going fast instead of rolling over a Jeep every two seconds. <laughs> what, sure. I, so what Did you grow up in San Diego? Uh, Eastern San Diego County, out for yeah. Delphine. So what school did you go to? San, San Diego? No, not that was North. Uh, Granite Hills. Granite Hills. Uh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't in our division, so. <laughs> so so you, you so you moved so you moved to Phoenix. You're out there now in the valley. Lots of racing out there. From when I lived there in the mid '80s, there was a ton of racing at Firebird Raceway. Um, lots of autocross autocross at every mall every weekend. It's not like that anymore, is it? No, no. I mean, Fiverr became a wild horse pass, and uh, from what I, from what my understanding is that it's on its uh, last few years. I know the drag strip, the NHRA just had like their last uh, race there. Period. Wow. Then uh, there's Arizona Motorsports Park, uh, and we always abbreviate it AMP, which always confuses when we talk online because people <laughs> don't know if we're talking about Atlanta or if we're talking yeah. about Arizona. Um, but yeah, you know that's right next to the Air Force Base. But people complain about the noise from the cars, and not so much about the jets. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Is that the one out by Luke? Yeah, it's basically right underneath the, the runway. So somehow the cars are noisier than the jets. So go yeah, yeah. So it used to be. I think it's to the west of the runway. That was just desert. There was nothing out there. 
There was nothing from there, from the base to the White Tanks Mountains, other than a few farms out there. And then that kind of stopped maybe a mile from there. Now you go, there's a freeway, there's homes, malls, everything is out there. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. So that's a kind of a cool place. Flat, but looks kind of fun. And I know we looked at, uh, we may be looking at, at going to AMP. Um, there's also, now Podium Club is out there. Um, that's down by 8, isn't it, by Gila Bend? Yeah, it's down by uh, Casa Grande. Oh, Casa Grande. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Gila Bend wouldn't be a very good race, especially in the middle of June, July. I mean, to be fair, anything in the southern half of Arizona in June or July is uh, uh, your tires just melt before you even touch the track. But, you know, we deal with it here. <laughs> yeah, which is what I like. I mean, it's a challenge because that's what we do with this endurance racing. That's right. So speaking of challenges, so you, you know, we saw you developing the car, work, building the car, doing all the promotional stuff last year um, to come to Daytona. And it was fun watching your build up, watching your trip out. And then you get to Daytona. What happened? Uh, pretty much everything that could go wrong and then some went wrong. Um, start, you know, it went through tech, no problem. Uh, and then as soon as we um, were done with that, the battery cable at the back of the terminal, the connector itself just decided to want to snap in half. And so we had to remake a battery cable while we were there. And then... Uh, but before we even realized that was the problem, we thought it was the starter that went bad. So we went and got a different starter, swapped that out, which led to part of our problem the next morning, where we realized as we went to out to pit lane that, wait a second, the uh, alternator's not showing any charge. So go through, we ended up finding out after the race that after we bypassed that, that charging circuit and all sorts of stuff just to get the car on the track, we missed one of the cables uh, that goes from the alternator to the starter. And mm. so that's why it wasn't charging. Uh, so we finally go through all that, get out on the track, uh, like four and a half hours into it, uh, just before it started raining. And then uh, after 12 laps, the radiator hose decided it wanted to depart from the motor. And at the time, we didn't have a coolant pressure switch and we weren't aware of it. And very quickly, uh, as soon as it said, oh, your engine's hot. And then the next thing was your, the engine decided I'm not running anymore. And it was like 45 PSI of compression. And so we were done. Yeah, that's like the worst. It's pretty much, you know, there's people out there that have lucky days where just the car could be falling apart around them, but they don't know it and they win. <laughs> and then there's guys that go out there that just try and try and try. And this is what happens. And I was part of that group, and I know there's many, many other people out there like that. Yes, yes. Good luck, Gene, did not hit. The bad luck one, definitely. It's great <laughs> friends of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you head home. I saw the disappointment in your posts, and we were just trying, hey, man, that was a good try. Make sure you, you know, come back and let's do it again. And you did. You showed up to uh, Harris Hill. Yes, well, first there was Willow Springs in between there, too. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, where we ran into a clutch problem that happened on practice day. Um, that So we managed to, on Sunday, decide, well, forget it. We don't need a clutch, so let's just go for it. And that lasted about 19 laps before the clutch just dis completely disintegrated, and that was the end of that. Uh, but then Harris Hill was went a lot better for us. We actually yeah. were able to start and finish the races which were uh which was 
a really good uh, motivator for that. So what do you think of Harris Hill track? It's a fun track. Um, You know, it it definitely, I think the gears that I have in the car uh, are maybe not best suited to it. Um, Like that, like four tens or something would probably help the car out quite a bit, especially with all the little Miatas buzzing around. But um, yeah, it was a fun track. Really enjoyed uh, racing there. And we're going to be back there again this year. I always make the the golf analogy with racing Um, and and golf is one of those sports where you can play 18 holes and hit just one shot good enough to make you think you're good enough to keep doing it over and over and over again. Um, So you go to Daytona and you get a couple laps in and you keep going. You go to you go to uh, Willow Springs, you get a couple laps in and. Is that kind of like you, you got enough in to say, I'm not giving up on this. I had a blast, even though I went through all of this pain and I drove all across the country or I towed all the way up to Willow Springs. Um, is it just enough to scratch the itch to make you want to keep doing it? it you know, it's one of those things that, um, again, I'm half crazy. So it's one of those, why not? Uh, and so, you know, I'll bring it up as kind of, I, work in law enforcement uh, in our uh, state police. And uh, um, so driving fast is also kind of what I get paid to do. Uh, I'm a driving instructor for them. So I also get paid to teach other people to drive fast. So um, I just love to drive fast. (laughs) Who does the work on your cars? Can you blame all this on someone else? You know, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, pretty much almost the only thing that wasn't built on my car uh, was the roll cage everything else uh paint job included was all done in the uh my little two-car garage here uh so no all the blame gets solely placed on me i think i I was trying to help you man so what do you say to the guys that have a one-car garage i complain about the guys with two-car garages uh well i mean the other half of my garage (laughs) is pretty packed so it's effectively a one-car garage (laughs) well one and a half car garages but we won't go any further so the um so yeah so you, you then come out to daytona not only i'm going to say this i'm going to say this in the public okay you beat good bad and the ugly you beat them good you gave the smackdown to bill riley who finished way down the line well i mean we broke less than they did so that was good <laughs> so you beat you beat bill riley and are you proud of that what do you have to say about beating Bill Riley? And look forward to doing it again next year. <laughs> <laughs> He's now cursing my name. Who, Bill Riley? <laughs> I doubt it. I'm I'm nothing to Bill. I was going to say, if, if, if he's just cursing your name now, I'd be shocked, by the way. I have a feeling that Bill Riley's been cursing your name for many, many years, oh, Bill. Yeah, yeah. So you beat GBU. You finished 69th out of 130 cars. And let me tell you, and you know this, Finishing ahead of 130 was a hell of an accomplishment at this race because uh, though Daytona is not one of the harder tracks to drive, it is pretty tough on a car. And um, with that many cars out there, I bet, you know, I bet that was pretty wild. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, we had a little bit of a scare early at the race when uh, our front left wheel decided it no longer wanted to be friends with the car and departed from us in uh, turn three. Uh, so we lost a little bit of time there, about a couple hours to inspect everything and make sure it was good. And so, uh, 
Uh, I was surprisingly not many things were broken. So we were able to get a second set of wheels on the car since uh, the track decided, now nah, your other wheels far enough out there, you can stay there. Uh, so fortunately I had a second set of wheels. Um, another team helped out with uh, a set of- um, Lugnuts, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we had the studs were completely bad. So I ended up just going with the, uh, the wheel bolts uh, mm. just to get the car back really going. Uh, and so, you know, lost a couple hours, but got out on the track. And then at the end of the night, we, uh, one of our shock mounts in the rear decided it wanted to, uh, no longer really function as a shock mount. And, uh, we didn't quite catch that. And, and so I decided, all right, well, we'll wait till it's closer to the checkered flag so we can go out and actually say we finished the race and the few laps out there. Cause we thought it was just like an axle at the CB right. joint, a lot of play. And as we're thinking it was something with that, I go and, uh, going through turn four at speed and the, and it was a little bit of a pucker factor on that because <laughs> without the right rear uh, having any sort of shock whatsoever, things didn't quite handle right. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, the, the yellow at the end came out with the big wreck and so it kept speed slow enough that we were able to stay out and, uh, and we're like, checker. Yeah. Checker. that was kind of nice. Yeah, that's kind of cool taking the checker, especially at, at an iconic track like Daytona. Absolutely. Absolutely. And beat Bill Riley. Yes. And I think there's a couple other uh, much better uh, professional or semi-professional teams that were lower on that uh, list as well, or at least ones who've been doing it for a lot longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some F1 drivers are out there and for real, uh, you know, and that was kind of cool. Team Lennon, who is actually a true Irishman. And, uh, you know, the... Now you're an Irishman because of your colors. Uh, heritage. There you go. I don't know where I was going with that. Come on, Brian, <laughs> save me here. Save me. I'm sinking. No, I wanted to see where you were going with this. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see what what hole he's digging right now because uh, that's the that's see that's the fun of this show, Sean. Yeah, is uh, just hang I, each other. Out I there. just want to see how how deep I can get Bill to step in the doo doo. Um, so, so, so you were talking about the, the slug bolts and lug. So this is one of those German automobiles, um, which, which comes from the factory with these dastardly bolts for lug nuts. Whereas all of us, you know, American cars might not do many things well, but at least we don't use bolts to put our wheels on. Um, so what did you, so you, you transformed all the hubs to be, to take lug nuts, right? Is that what you've done? Yeah, no, I was running uh, studs on them, and right. uh, you know, it generally was fine. Still, not entirely sure what happened, but because um, the the studs didn't break, they were all intact. Uh, hmm. The wheel hub itself was together. Uh, it's just they decided they no longer wanted to hold on to lug nuts. So interesting, interesting. So were they just all stripped clean, basically? Yeah, it looks like they got stripped when the wheel worked its way off. Okay. Uh, which unfortunately happened there because I, you know, I had, remember braking in turn one and started feeling a vibration. I'm like, that ain't good. But fortunately, the wheel waited till a little bit lower speed area instead of coming off on me uh, going into turn one. That would have been a little bit, uh, a little bit worse. See, I don't understand that because I see all the German car guys get out there and torquing down their wheel nuts and whatever. And I've raced multiple Toyota MR2s. And once we put the lug nuts on at home, 
they never change. The wheels never come loose. I have a German car <laughs> downstairs when we that must not be named. <laughs> and it also thought that I could go the whole race because I thought it was me because I'm magic with lug nuts or nuts or something. I don't know. You're just and magically I, nuts, Bill. You know, the, um, and you know, I want to say second stint in, the guy said, hey, there's something wrong with the front end, brought the car in at Sebring, and sure enough, the lugs were all all loose, tires wobbling, and that shocked me. And then I walk up and down pit lane during these races I go to, and sure enough, every guy that gets on this German car, he sits there, and you can see that thing just move to the torque, and it's, it's, why? Why do they do that? That's all right. Everybody can be quiet. I don't care. That's just <laughs> just a talking point for the internet. How's that? I mean, three I out of four of them were still nice and tight. It was just yeah. that fourth wheel that decided all five start. It's crazy. It's I'll crazy. have to get my good friend Gunther Steiner on the line and ask there him that go. question. Um, so, so you've had some adventurous um, experiences at Daytona. Will you be back next year? You know, it's maybe um i love the track love racing there but part of me is also looking at the you know the uh it is a little bit of a drive yeah and you know if i balance it out maybe it, i could do two or three additional a little bit closer races as opposed to right uh doing one big haul but it also depends uh you know if there's any other uh, bucket list tracks that are a little bit of a drive that i want to go to since it's you know really uh, it's 2,200 miles each way. So if I'm going to do a long drive, I, it kind of is like one of those a year. Yeah, right, right. And a lot of teams do that. They do their local races and they pick one race outside of their comfort zone and go to it. And, right. You know, a good one, you know, is always Watkins Glen or Road America. And Road America is not far from you. Just straight up, make a right. Yeah, I mean, from, from Arizona, I think Watkins Glen's probably a further tow than Daytona, isn't it? Yeah, it's about it's closer to three thousand miles. Yeah. yeah, but Road America is close. Yeah. We've got we're looking at uh, Heartland Park as well. <gasps> <laughs> that's uh, that's practically next door to Arizona compared to Daytona. <laughs> so who who's on the team with you, Sean? <laughs> who, who do you pull around? I'm I'm trying to get Bill out of this one. Uh, who, who 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 do you who, who shows up at the races with you guys? Uh, so I. Myself, uh, obviously, uh, my wife, uh, she's a huge supporter of this. I wouldn't be able to do it without her. Um, and when she's able to make it, she comes along and uh, handles some of the back-end stuff and just also tries to enjoy as much as possible. Um, and then I have another driver that's kind of full-time this year, uh, Travis Tucker. Uh, He's out of California. Um, he actually raced with me last year and uh, actually kind of stuck with me after all the issues last year. So uh, uh, that was actually really cool. Uh, and then uh, kind of the rest of it is uh, some people that one or two races that are just kind of rental drivers. Um, I never really envisioned building as a a rental uh, operation, but you know, circumstances are uh, 
what they are and I, you know, need to help offset costs a little bit. So I rent some seats out here and there and use a, a, a seat for sale or uh, right. to do that and, uh, you know, have a lot of support through that. All right. So, so Sean, uh, Tim Elliott is in the chat and um, he says that he takes all the blame for the turtle. I'm, there's a story there. Huh. Do we know the story? Yeah, it's a the VW turtle? Golf Rabbit. So he's talking about because they have they have studs as well. Oh, not okay. Studs, but um, you know the bolts. Uh, and basically, if you buy cheap ones or yes. you, you have to stick with the OEM, something about you know the hardness of them. And also, I know that if you with studs, if you use the um, ones that are you you know well used, the threads on them have to be sharp to bite into the nut. And okay. if they don't bite into the nut, they come loose. I thought there was an inside joke. I was so that's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have uh, not dropped the f bomb yet. <laughs> give, give it time. Give it time. Yeah. The um, so, you know, we talk about you know a lot of things that guys do on their cars. A lot of our 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 guests are never in their garage, or as we like to call their Taj Mahal, Car Mahal. And in the background of yours, we never look at what you're doing. We don't look at the stripes in your car, which are really cool, or the color of the car, which, again, is really cool. But we look at the background, and we look to see what's in the background, like tire warmers. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty high-tech for Champ Car. <laughs> you know what? It just helps the, the tires cry themselves to sleep at night. <laughs> oh, wait. That's a Zoom background, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. It actually is. It's real. Yeah, so do you do those tire warmers plug in? It is Arizona. It's not like you need need to keep them super warm, but you do need to keep them out of the sunlight. It's actually insulation to keep them cool so they don't melt. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Very nice. And it Very has nice. handy uh, carry handles on them. Oh, well. yeah, the handles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say do you, so. do you nuzzle your tires at night? Do you do you spoon your tires? <laughs> Well, we, 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 you know, we saw him carry the, uh, the car in that big motor home or wait, no, it was a pickup truck and an open trailer. Yes. Yeah. It's the open trailer and the, my Silverado and that's, and that's what it is. So wait, yeah. you, you were, you were faster than the good, the bad and the ugly, but you didn't have an 18 wheeler hauler toter home. Yeah. And you a crew to set it up for him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't think that could be done. I like that. I, you know, the way the internet talks, there's just no way it happens. There's just not anybody showing up with an open trailer and a family with them, and you know, people that know each other by their first names. You know, if you're if you're crazy enough to drive 2,200 miles by yourself in a extended cab pickup truck, where and sleeping in the thing overnight during the drive, I mean, you gotta be crazy enough to beat somebody. Wait, did your wife come with you for that? Uh, she came last year, but this year she had other obligations and wasn't able to make it. Okay, yeah, because sleeping on the side of a road rest stop with the wife is probably not something that happens a lot in our world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife, nope, 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 nope. So where are you headed next with uh, with your your Federhund? Oh, I, I didn't ask a question. So so what's the what's the story behind Federhund? So I'm. Um, when my wife and I met, I had, I had a couple of small dogs. They were both uh, miniature pinchers. And 
uh, I had just moved to Arizona and they were left in the care of my mother who loved giving them a bunch of treats. And so the first time my wife met them, uh, they were a little portly. Uh, <laughs> and we happened to be at my uh, parents' house and the, uh, the, we heard the dog fall in the pool and it made a huge splash. And so then ever since then, we just said, oh, but, you know, we, we called the dog fat and said that everybody heard him fall in the pool. Uh, and so when we started the team, uh, he is still alive. And so uh, he kind of is the team mascot. And so he's actually part of the logo. And, uh, you know, he's since uh, passed like 17 and a half years. And, uh, but he, since that was kind of was the genesis of the whole thing. And, and it's kind of a unique name. So we liked it. And uh, there we go. You know, it, that's great. Cause usually on this show, when people talk about Portly, they're talking about me. So, um, I'm very happy that we've got another, another reference. Husky. We say Husky, not Portly. Oh, don't give me PTSD, Husky PTSD, <laughs> man. I, 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 I have flashbacks of seventh grade going to the oh, Husky God, department the Husky at Sears Roebuck at the mall, yeah. you know, uh, and getting corduroys. I was that little skinny kid who had to get the, you know, the, the younger kids clothes cause the older kids <laughs> stuff wouldn't fit me. <laughs> Oh, I hate you, Bill. <laughs> oh, it was the same. It was the same, man. Trust me. Oh, good stuff. What's up next for Federhund Racing? Our next stop's going to be Hallett uh, at the end of May, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, okay. And then we have High Plains. Have you, have you raced there yet, Hallett? Nope. It's a great little track, man. You're going to love it. Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. And then High Plains as well? Never been there. Have you been there? Nope. 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 I like going to new tracks, new places. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that and then uh, back to Harris Hill again uh, to kind of wrap up. All cool. Right. Anything else for Sean before we uh, send him on his merry way, Bill? No, just uh, thanks for racing with us, man. It's fun watching your tour, you know, your 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 uh, social media um, output and uh, watching you do well on track, man. That's always good to see. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot. And, uh, Hopefully, uh, in the near future, we'll actually get some podium or uh, maybe even a couple uh, funnel trophies to bring home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Sean Casey from Federhund Motorsport. Wait, 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 wait. Did wait, I mess wait. it up? No. I'm supposed to ask you about your TikToks. Oh. John, do you what have TikToks? That? Do you have a TikTok? Yeah, unfortunately, but... Uh... <laughs> Mark Kruger said from Kruger Tuned Racing said, Hey, ask him about his TikToks. Are they yeah. bad? So again, that's just another way we kind of promote the team and right. uh, and our racing adventures. And uh yeah, I think uh, we uh, him and I follow each other on uh on TikTok as well. So Darn it, that's another reason I have to get on TikTok. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, yes. yes, it's not just rumors about you. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, before we go, Lee Molman says that it was great being garage mates at Daytona this year. So there you go. You've got fans, Sean. You do. <laughs> That's yeah. Good stuff. They love your postings on the uh, "What have you done today?" in your car. Well, awesome. Well, um, I guess I'll do something on my car recently since it's just <laughs> been sitting here since I got it off the trailer. Pull out the tire warmers. Show those off. Hey, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, so when we come back, uh, you know, Bill normally comes up with the, the tech tip like 30 seconds into the show. 
Um, yeah, we've got a we've got a little break, and then uh, Bill, you've been talking about the tech tip since yet tech tip since yesterday. I can't wait. I know. I know. It's a, it's Just right wait. Here, don't right don't here, don't right don't, don't wait. Right here. here we go. We're we'll right back. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to Inside Champ Car. Bill Strong's in the state that's for lovers. I am not. <laughs> I don't know. Hollywood, man. Hollywood. Hollywood. How is Hollywood out there? You know, I, I you know, California, Southern California gets a bad rap. I love it, man. I just love it. Whether I just you, don't like the traffic. That's to me. You know, it's just too crowded to when I lived there. So I, I shouldn't say this on the on the on the YouTubes. Um, I, I it's my opinion that all of the traffic complaints are from people who live here who want the rest of the country to think traffic sucks here, so they don't move here to make it worse. <laughs> but um, I've lived in Atlanta. I lived in New York City. I grew up in Chicago, and it's not a whole lot worse than any other no. big city, man. And it, it really isn't. That's true. Well, I don't know. My city population. Yeah, but I like I said big city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I try try to get around. We get, two, we get two cars on the road, and it's a traffic yeah. jam. Try to get around tractor. the perimeter of Atlanta during rush hour, and yeah, and, that's really even do, going through the middle of it during the middle of the day yeah. when everybody should be at work is really bad. Yeah, it, it, Don't you, do, you that. do that, and then come out here and tell me it's any worse. Probably not any better, but it's certainly not any worse. So, and getting around but, DC, man, that sucks too. Going through yeah, the Beltway, DC does suck. So it's. But, we go around that. Yeah, but you know, I don't Pittsburgh's have to shovel that bad. I don't shovel but, sunshine out here. No, I do. I do miss Southern California. I I, I grew up there. I, I miss aspects of it. Yeah, but I live in the absolute middle of nowhere and love it. Man, you live in God's country. I I really I I, I know the area well. We 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 lived in Louisa, yeah. uh, just off of Interstate sixty four between Richmond and uh, and and Charlottesville. You live south of Charlottesville. Yeah, I love it down there. We used to take. The, I worked on an ambulance uh, service, and we had to go down to uh, Lovingston all the time with a patient. Yep, that's where I. Yeah, and just, you're, that's you're our, not far that's from our there. main town. Yep. population four hundred. Yeah, there's a little uh, there's a little deli, a little convenience store there that we used to stop in and get 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 lunch and. Yeah, that's now a Mexican joint. Oh, even oh that you don't want that on an ambulance. So yeah, yeah, you don't want the residuals. A, it's actually really good food. I bet yeah. it is. I bet it is. So. All right, so you've been talking about this. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I got a button to press. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right, so that's our tech I can't tip music. Hear the music so. oh, okay, yes. I'm sorry. I should have done the head bob so you knew. Um, um, so, yes. So- so my son and I, you know, if you, yep. you have been following us on the internet, when he comes home, because mm-hmm. he now lives in Richmond, right. but when he comes home for the weekend, we're trying to rebuild my old uh, BMW, my 04 BMW 330XI, uh-huh. which broke in 2010 with my wife driving it for a lot of miles with no water in it. So, and, yeah. All right, folks. Bill's a car guy. Okay. That car broke 13 years ago. Yes, and, and we set it in the shop. <laughs> I'm going to get my, me and my wife buy an engine for it. So she bought an engine, really nice one too. Good. And we set it in front of it, and we went racing. 2009, we were racing, and 2010 <laughs> is when we went really full bore racing, and 2011 is when I just yeah. And basically everything just went to hell. My property, if you notice, I'm, I'm finally cleaning up my property. 
racing was number one. And um, we spent every waking moment when I wasn't doing my day job to earn money to go racing. We're right. doing this. So, um, so yeah. So my son decided he wants a better car because he has a really nice girlfriend and she likes better cars, supposedly. She's got an Audi. I don't know if that's any better. But so he wants a nicer car. And so he convinced my wife to give her my car. Yep. <clears throat> so we've been working on it for a few weeks. And we went to... Uh, start it and we got it to turn it cranks no start so oh. you know we do the internet searches as you do because the the bentley manual i have is absolutely freaking useless <laughs> freaking useless <laughs> and you know i spent a ton of money on this damn thing uh-huh. and it's useless yeah so um we start going through there you know we have air we have right uh bark um we don't have fuel so That's... why don't we have fuel so hey Let's tear apart the tank that has like 15 fuel pumps in it because, you know, it can't be simple like a Toyota with just one pump. It's got two or something to that. It's got two things in it. So we pulled one out and it's not even connected to anything. A mouse chopped through a wire, um, you know, decided to eat some of the cabling for that. It's the only cable we've found in that whole car that's been chewed on. Wow. So I'm lucky. There's a little nest down there. He took a picture, put it on the internet. So, my son, being a HVAC guy and going to school to do that as well as working, uh, decides he's an electrician, so <laughs> he's going to fix it, and he's going to fix it. But we needed to buy, we needed to get some tools, and most of my stuff is in my trailer. So we go, we make a trip to AutoZone. We had to pick up a couple things, mm-hmm. and while in AutoZone, we needed to pick up headlights and some other bulbs and stuff, and and I noticed these. Ooh, Here was a camera. Oh, yeah, really nice wire cutters. And the real cool thing about this is that there's you know, some magic you, after you're gonna you see. cut the wires, <gasps> what are you gonna have? Uh, you oh, now have a crimper. crimpers. So, wires, crimper, cutters, crimpers. So, I think this is the coolest tool ever because one tool. So, and it's good quality and it's made by you know, it's made it's made by somebody sold through AutoZone. It says Dura Last right, right on there, like 30 bucks. And well worth every penny, and it's it's nice. I mean, right. it's a nice kit. Right. So I'll put a link that's to my it. Tool tick tip of the day because it's nice. I'll I'll put a and, link in the show notes, and in, yeah. in the interest of full disclosure, there might it might be an affiliate link, so I'll get like one tenth of one cent if you buy one. Yeah, that's cool. And um, and Champ Car is um does have AutoZone as a um. Marketing partner. Oh, okay. Um, they well, then I'll put the AutoZone link in. Yep. So, and I won't. I'm no, not an affiliate. No, no, on you're that. cool. You're cool with that. <laughs> so the the um so with AutoZone um all our members that are you know paid in full they can go to their Champ Car membership page, click on the member you know go into your member um yep. portal page portal, and then you'll be able to go on the right hand side and look for your. Uh, discounts and membership card link click that and boom there's a coupon for uh using it at AutoZone. you do need to be a member of their car club and uh, uh once you do that then it's just a matter of just showing them that and they scan it they ask for your phone number and boom you get a discount so nice um this on everything cool. you, you buy points yeah um not Most special everything? orders okay yeah you know, okay. usually with racers, if it's on a weekend and they yeah. don't have the part there, you don't get it. But right. for the most part, if they have it in stock, you get the discount. So nice. I save money on batteries because I'm having to buy batteries all the time for all these kids' cars that I keep going. 
But <laughs> great tool. They have a bunch of other tools in there. They even have a loaner program for tools um, for those guys that don't want to buy the tool and carry it in their trailers. Heck, better on, you know, you have an open trailer. You don't want to uh, spend the money to buy the p- tool because where are you going to put it? You right. know, like you've already got all your, you know, food and everything in the back of the truck with the spares <laughs> and all that. You don't have room for all this stuff. So you can go rent the tool down the street at AutoZone and use it during the race. Take it back. You know, um, we've all you don't need tools during a race. We, we've all seen the, 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 you know, the video of all of the hundred people getting out of the back of the Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, yes. Yes. So when I would tow my Civic, my IT improved touring Civic to the racetrack, and I get to the racetrack, and I would I would often tow it on a towed dolly. It wasn't even a full trailer. But I'd get to the racetrack, and I would be pulling crates of stuff out of the back of that Civic, and people would laugh at me because they're like, how many crates can you fit in the back of the Civic? And <laughs> and it would be like that the, seeing people get out of yeah. the Volkswagen Beetle. I, I, I was able to stuff 100 crates into the back of a Honda Civic. Um, so I'd probably just take the tools with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to have it. Because, you know, I, I travel cross-country with a, a 2005 Toyota MR2 packed with my gear for shows and stuff. Right. And and I don't really have a lot of room for tools. So I just, I know what the MR2 takes. Mm-hmm. I can basically rebuild it with just a few yep. tools. Um, and this is kind of one going in because it's one tool, replaces a bunch of stuff. So it could even be a hammer. No, just kidding. Actually, you've just come you up. Could. You've just come up with our tech tip for next week. You've just given me an idea. A hammer? No, no, no. I'm not going to tell you that it would be this week's tech tip. Okay. <laughs> you've just so, yeah. given so, me my tech tip for our tech tip for next week. Okay, okay. it will be. <laughs> so, so it be. What else do we, we got, Bill? We uh, are getting ready to head west, young man. Ooh. We are getting ready to go to Ozark. Oh, so you're going west adjacent. It's west, Missouri. <laughs> Isn't true. that Midwest? Well, but what if you're Middle in California? West? Then you're like going Middle Earth. What if you're if you're a champ car racer from here? Then you're going east. East, correct. So <laughs> we got some news today from the uh, track. Let me pull that up here real quick. I'm okay. going to read it out loud to you guys. Uh-oh, do we need some like special breaking news? <laughs> I don't have a breaking news sounder. Mm. Wait, what do I have? Oh no, I don't. That's yeah. all. That's on the other board. Let me see. Hold on. Do I have a drum roll? Is this is this drum roll worthy? This is drum roll worthy. Okay, Except I'll have to find it first. Okay, well, let me know. Um I don't have uh Oh, that's why I'm in the wrong forum. I'm new to this internet thing, guys. Hmm. Lake of the Ozarks, Grand Prix, test plus eight plus eight. That's okay. I can go ahead and do it. Okay. So we got an email. You can go over to uh, forum.champcar.org and go to the uh, uh, the race, the upcoming race uh, threads, and you'll see I put in there some stuff. Did I? Wait. Oh, Did I boy. put it in the right race? Are, are I, I'm, I must have done that. <laughs> oh, golly. See, I prepare so well for this. <laughs> oh, because I'm on the – sorry. Okay. Let's rewind this. For some reason, I clicked hey, the wrong thread. Bill, we're live. Here we go. Golly <laughs> gee whiz, Batman. All right. So from the track, we got a, they're working every day to make it better for us. Um, to include, for example, the Armco going into turn one has been removed from the track over 800 feet 
of it was replaced with concrete barriers lined with tires off track all the way through the corner. No more guardrail on the track in turn one. So they pushed it back. They put Jersey barrier down there and lined it with tires. As of today, and that's today, OIR or Ozarks International Raceway has entered into an agreement with Renegade Racing Fuels. Renegade has a winner contingency for any series of running their fuel. So you need to go sign up at renegadefuel.com, and the link is in the post. And um, so, yeah, it's going to win some money or, or something. Um, and new for our event, 91 octane, no ethanol, will be sold at the track. Um, currently, the pump price is 45 per gallon um, to be determined, usually around the gas station price. So if the price of gas goes down, it will obviously go down. So they now have bulk renegade racing hot rod 102 octane for all you, you know, Miatas that run that 20 to one ratio of, <laughs> you know, that need no lead racing fuel. Um, they'll have that on site for $13 and 40 cents a gallon, Ooh, baby. And the track pump renegade pro 110 plus leaded for all you Mustang dudes. Cause you know, lead rules <laughs> $660 per 54 gallon barrel on site. So give them a call. They can um, let you know. They also have golf cart rentals available. So if you need a golf cart, you don't have to trailer it all out there. They got them on track for 50 bucks a day. Not on track, but right. you can use it in the paddock. and the On pits. site. Uh, yes, on site. Um, they also have showers available next to the tech area in the garages. And that was probably from all those stinky people last year. I'm just kidding. But they do have showers <laughs> available. And they're also going to be selling ice on site for 10-pound 10, 10 bags. So, great guys. So you and, never have um, to leave. No, you don't. Nice. So, yeah, we get to stay in this really sweet hotel right on the lake. Ozarks. Wow. Keep looking over my shoulder though for that blonde. And on Saturday night, crazy. you can all go see Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> Is he playing there? I don't know, but he used to for a long. <laughs> I mean, that was that was a thing. My my parents used to do uh, bus tours. My dad was a bus driver. Mom was a tour uh-huh. guide. And uh, going to um um what is that? Uh, Tourist area there. I can never remember the name of it. The Ozark. Lake of the Ozark. Is it Lake right? of the Ozark? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the big acts they would go see Yakov Smirnov. Vada oh, Kansli. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we have a, we have, oh, we still got some time here, don't we? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So it's um, your show, Bill. <laughs> as got, much time as you want. So we have 30 entrants for Ozarks. Okay. We'd love to get some more. So come on up, sign up, guys. Great racetrack. Little safer, not safer. It was safe to begin with, but just a uh, one less thing to hit. Literally, yeah, one less thing to hit. Um, way out there. So we got Hallett coming up May 29th and 30th. I'm getting LA. come all the way home, um, then turn around and go back. Get my kid through, moved out of college, and kind of back home for a week, and mm-hmm. then uh, we'll be headed back to for to Oklahoma for the Oklahoma Grand Prix okay. in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fetter Hunt is who we just had our guest on. They're signed up for that race um, with their BMW. Lots of cool names on there. A lot of folks that we see down in uh, Harris Hill. Um, Battle Scarred will be there as well. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to see some more numbers there. Watkins Glen, of course, a million people signed up for that. That's another big racetrack. I saw 103 this morning. We're up to 104 now signed up for that one. What's the limit? Keep signing up, buddies. Come on, sign up. Let's get them going. Um and we have a lot of room at Watkins Glen. So Autobahn is coming up after that. Mm. That one we are, you know, we won't, that's in June. 
So we we have 15 signups right now. Love to see some more, but uh, they'll come as soon as a um, couple of weeks show up. Uh, the early pay discount is April 18th, which is coming up for Autobahn. So uh, need to get need to get signed. Wait, is it May? No, it's April now, right? Yeah, it's April. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. I just yeah. <laughs> um, and then Carolina Motorsports Park that early discount, save 200 bucks on those races. That's coming up on April 25th. Um, we do have Sebring coming up as well. That one um, earliest in May. They have 18 cars signed up. That'll sell out. That always does. Yep. Um, MSR Houston as well. So we've got three teams signed up for that guy. Come on. Let's go. Nelson Ledges. Come on, guys. We got the price down on Nelson Ledges. We're, um, we dropped 200 bucks off that, 1525 Uh The track is working with us to, to keep that race going. We've got one car signed up. I need more. I worked... So hard. Dana worked so hard. Chelsea's worked hard at that one. Um, we really need cars signed up, guys. Come on. Come on. You guys can you guys can sign up for that. And that's Nelson Ledge is a great little track. Is that a twenty-four? No, it's a double oh, okay. eight and a seven. Okay, yeah. okay. It's a sorry, eight plus seven, not a double eight. Got eight it. plus seven hour. Okay. Um, they're gonna have a test day on Friday. So whole weekend at Nelson Ledges. And then we head in August, we head out to High Plains Raceway in Colorado. My first time there. Heard it's a great, fun little track. So that'll be kind of cool. We have a lot of cars signed up for that. Surprise me. Ten cars so far. We're expecting around 20, 25 cars. So that'll be a good little race. Um, And then VIR 24 uh, finishes off our summer of racing. We have 16 cars signed up for the Lifeline 24-hour. And uh, I just saw Wittenauer Motorsports there. You know, they're signed up. Um. Racing for Heroes has a bunch of cards there. So 24 hours, that's a big one. Yep. And um, let's see. Yeah, and so, yeah, big big races coming up. Remember, if you sign up before the cutoff, save 200 bucks off your entry fee. And remember, with Champ Car, your entry fee also covers your car, all your drivers, all your crew, with the exception of your membership fees. Right. So, and one thing we did, I think I announced it last week, was we fixed the, the website registration system yep. so that you guys can go in and see what uh, uh, what drivers of yours have not upgraded their uh, or updated their membership. Right. Um, and then uh, also for those drivers that have not filled out their uh, agreements for their gear and also their um, waivers. Okay. Be careful how we say that. It's gear is an agreement. Right. And the Waivers other waiver. stuff's a, a waiver. Yep. And if you can, if you're going to, so right now, so when you go to our events page that gives a list of all the events, you'll notice on a couple of, well, right now it's only one race because I've only got it set up on one, that there is a waiver. Mm-hmm. So some tracks use the speed waiver system. Okay. So with Mid-Ohio, I've got the event. Already, just click on the download event waiver. It takes you to a PDF that then takes you to the process of sure. filling out their waiver, taking your picture, and, and doing that kind of stuff. And that's just to get in the track. Yep. Road America has the same thing. So does Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a little different, though, but I will have that on the waiver links on that. Makes it super easy for everybody. And that's separate from Champ Car waivers. So just remember that. Yep. Um, time is it? Oh, we still got plenty of time. I could we we could just talk about anything. So yeah, so just <laughs> take a look at that and and uh, be aware that we want you to guys to have all this stuff done before you get to the track. That way, it's all your team manager or captain or the team boss has to do is walk up to registration, said, "I'm here. 
here's my car. Done. We hand you a packet. We hand you all your wristbands and stickers and everything you need to go racing, and you're done, man. And, and you can my, go sit back and laugh at everybody else for not doing that. My, yeah, my thought is, wh- why would you not want to be get that all done ahead of time? Who nobody likes to be in lines. Well, I think a lot of it is the arrive and drive drivers. Yeah. Sometimes there's lack of communication between some of the right the the crew and the and there were there was a time when some of these arrive and drives. They expected the team captain to take care of everything for them. Right. That they didn't need to do anything. Well, legally, you can't do that now. They have to sign their waivers. Sure. So, sure. yeah. So well, that's I mean, that's kind of a big deal. The lawyers um, got involved. Yeah, that's kind of the way it always works, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, also need to take a look at the, you know, I was doing some work on trying to. So I contacted Racing Force Group. You've heard of them, right? Uh-huh. So Racing Force Group owns, owns AM, uh, OMP, Bell Helmets, and a bunch of other stuff. Right. They also do this crazy little camera that sits inside your helmet oh. that the F1 and NASCAR guys are using. So I asked uh, my contact there, Christian Malone, and said, hey, uh, what do we do to get a, you know, one of these cameras? <laughs> you know, just try out or buy or whatever. Yeah. And basically a big ha, 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 ha. Yeah. We need a we need a bigger budget than Champ Car has need, in the bank. Need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, we need a way bigger boat. Yeah. So containers, we exactly. Need containers of money. So yeah, that's out of the question. So I'm going to start looking at ways that we can do something like that. So, uh, but in my, you know, search for information on the eligibility for cameras placed inside a helmet, which if you know that if you put a helmet a camera on the outside of your helmet, your helmet is no longer certified by anybody. Right. Um, I don't know if people know this because I watch these YouTube videos from these racers, and this weekend I watched some guy that raced a little Formula Mazda at or did an HPDE with a Formula Mazda right. um, at Willow on streets, and he had this contraption sitting on the side of his helmet with a GoPro on it. Yeah. And it's sitting in between you know, kind of by the roll bar that's in his open single seater head brace thing. And I'm just like, I, I'm what's going to happen if he rolls that thing? What's going to happen? And I saw a rollover at Willow. Yeah. Um, Between Big Willow and streets. Don't ask. Yeah. It was crazy. Some guy just being stupid and something like that. Well, that guy wasn't wearing a helmet or gloves or anything. So that was even better right. in an open single seater. Um, Ariel Adam to be more descriptive, but seeing that it's like, how, how can you do that? But, um, and I'm, I'm yelling at this guy through the screen, but basically <laughs> these helm, you know, these helmet cams can make a helmet no longer certified. Right. And if you ever get into a wreck and let's say your camera decides to impart itself into your, get crushed into your head or right. cause you head injuries, the helmet manufacturer is not going to do anything about it. Right, so neither. I mean, they pro. they won't do much about it either way. But no. um, but you're just but. you're just setting yourself up for for problems. We we had a big Formula Ford wreck at Willow Springs in the Vintage Series. I I, I hang out with, and um, the piece of the car there's several cars, and the piece of the car that went the furthest from the wreck was the GoPro camera, mm. <laughs> and a uh, course worker found it like. 300 yards off the track from the cars or where it happened. Right. 
Um, still running, by the way. Um, yeah. st- staring up at the sky because we looked at the video, and because yeah. uh, we got it got it back in in race control, and and the video had been running for an hour and forty five minutes, and an hour and fifteen minutes of it was a shot up at the sky. <laughs> right, <laughs> and you right. actually saw the sun cross over the top of it because it was late at the night. It was late in the day. Um, but yeah, no, at the yeah, those can become projectiles, and and you want it to go. If you, you don't want it to go anywhere, but if it does, you do not right. want it to go through your noggin. Right. So. Well, I looked at some other cameras, and there's a couple of them out there. Cambox is one of them, and they report that their helmet, you know, everything passes their stuff. But you talk yeah. to the helmet manufacturers, they say, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You talk to the sanctioning bodies, they say, no, it doesn't. So I don't know who to believe. Yeah. But Whatever. I am um, <laughs> searching around because I said, what does it, does Cambox actually you know, does it actually, uh, is it accepted by the helmets? And they said, well, why don't you do your research? So I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing out there on it. So, but I did find out that OMP sells a helmet called the GP8 with homologation of ph uh, 06517C, and that is no longer allowed a FIA certification of 80, what do they call it? Uh, yeah, whatever it is. FIA 8859-2015. I'm like, wow. And there was a couple other manufactured, some Asian manufactured helmets in there that that also lost their homologation. Um, Don't know why, but I do know that uh, OMP does the GP8 Evo, and that is on the list. Okay. So most likely they were using a process that passed an earlier version or whatever, and this one didn't. So um, just to let you know, if you've got an OMP GP8 Homologation number of pH dot oh six five dot seventeen dash C. It's no longer a legal helmet. Well, champ car. Is it if you bought it and it was legal? Because when you nope. bought it, it was legal, right? Yes. So people, the, the helmets don't lose their certification. This one did. It said, as these helmets can no longer be considered as complying with the standard FIA eighty eight fifty nine twenty fifteen, their use is prohibited in all cases in which a com- Compliance with the above-mentioned standards is mandatory. Interesting. Yep. And I've FIA never heard of that, that before. So even SFI does that as well. So they, if somebody didn't pay their bill, they get deserted. Huh. So. I saw it's politics. But, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm just telling you, yeah. if you got that uh, that GP8, um, not Evo, the, right, just right. the plain GP8, that's not illegal. Mm-hmm. Or if you, and, and we've got all this on the form, form.champcar.org. And just go down, just search for SFI updates or product recalls. And whenever I find them, because we are a member of SFI, we are a sanctioned body, uh, you know, promoted by them. We pay our bill. (laughs) Um, So I'm able, they they let us know of any product recalls and stuff like that pretty quickly. And then we post it up there. So, and I keep an eye on the FIA as well. I can't afford to join. Ah, I love it. So that's where we are, man. All right. And let's go racing. Use your tools. Use your tools. Lo- use loser your loser your tool or tooler. Or something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> All, All right. right. Next week, um, don't know who we're gonna have on for a guest, but it's gonna be somebody special. Somebody special. Aren't they always special? Every yes, one of are. our guests is special. Yes, they, they become are. part of our family. Yeah. So <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you at the races. And thank you much for joining us here. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and Brian will go through all this again. That's right. Thanks for doing another episode of Champ Car Live. Um, He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. You're listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network, and you're watching Champ Car Live on YouTube.
Have a great week. We'll see you next time.